Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I am your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I am your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I'm your Cobra intern that's converging on your heart, codename Legion Cub. And today, because it is Cobra Convergence 7... We have a very special guest joining us for the entire episode. Welcome back to the show. Uh, hello, uh, I am Hooded Cobra Commander 788. Uh, I have a beard and wear glasses, so they decided to let me in the club. <laughs> you finally figured it out. <laughs> yeah. we, we do have a bit of a theme going on there, don't we? Uh, okay, let me get my stuff organized here before we dive into things. I was going to try something a little different tonight, but I'll, I'll tell everybody this right now. First of all, welcome to the chat, everybody. Kevin Riddle, Ashley Woolbanks, Toy Reclaimer, Matthew Comstock, Mandalorian Jedi, who has the longest <laughs> sound off in the history of recorded history that we'll get to later in the show. If you don't know, Sound Off is a segment we do. If you're following Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram, and you should be, uh, you can contribute to these episodes by responding to our Sound Off posts and giving us topics to talk about. And Mandalorian Jedi, I had to figure out a new way to screenshot just to get uh, the entire uh, inquiry on there. But we've got it, and we're going to be doing that later on. I think Rich Murphy, what is up, Rich be- Murphy? I think people are going to be writing a thesis paper on what Mandalorian Jedi wrote. I think so. I think it's going to be a topic of conversation in G.I. Joe circles for decades to come, Mm -hmm. much like our rank and file card segment that will keep us sustained basically (laughs) far long past our expiration date. Uh, What what citation format are we supposed to be using? Is that going to be APA 7? Arabian, Chicago style? uh, (laughs) Yes, all all of that. All of that, yes. Uh, okay, so what, what else we got? Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible, but Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram is the one that it's easiest to interact with. Send us messages. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to hear about? What's happening in the news? We get, uh, we'll get, we uh, get kind of heads up on things in our messages from time to time. We really appreciate that. Uh, and you are on the Needless Things YouTube channel. Lots and lots of different toy reviews happening here all the time. Today, I reviewed the classified scrap iron, and that's going up later this week. Uh, last week, I reviewed all of the new classified. There he is. Yours does not have a hole in the front. Noel, hold that up again. Uh, so mine had a hole right in the G.I. Joe stripes. Where there's a, there's a bump right here. Yes. So I can see how it had to be compromised. And I noticed on Twitter, a couple other people have posted pictures of punctured packaging. So uh, be wary of that. But there was nothing wrong with the toy. The toy was completely We all just think of the poor packaging. The poor punctured packaging. (laughs) My goodness. Uh, But yeah, so like, subscribe, share, do all the things you do when you enjoy a YouTube channel. Uh, We have shirts available. Check out the links on that Instagram. And if you were here before the show started, the trailer for our Visit Beautiful Braca Beach shirt designed by Slickalicious, the incredible. Uh, go check that out. It is available on our T Public store. Links are in the Audible Interlude podcast Instagram account. Uh, and also check out Shop Slickalicious while you're on Instagram. Incredibly talented artist. Uh, that is a delight to work with. 
Schedule-wise, the audio version of this episode will be available this coming Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Our next audio episode will be available the Friday after that, and we are currently wrapping up our reviews of Revenge of Cobra, the G.I. Joe miniseries. The final episode will be reviewed uh, on our next audio episode. Unless we decide to go back and review episode one, which we never reviewed. I mean, we <laughs> should we let us know? What do you think? What do I you think we should do hear? that on the one year anniversary of starting reviewing this. Yes, absolutely. Which I think is tomorrow. <laughs> it certainly feels it certainly feels like it's tomorrow. Uh our next live stream is actually going to be tomorrow night at 11 p.m. We're going to count down the final hour of the Dragonfly Haslab. Uh, we've got a couple of different topics to hit on. We're going to do a Wild Bill America's Elite, where we take a look at all the different versions of Wild Bill over the years. we got a couple other fun things that we're going to do for that hour until the HasLab concludes. And speaking of which, does anybody have it pulled up right now? Let's uh, let's take a look and see where our Dragonfly HasLab is sitting. It Has is at... Lab. 18,333 backers. I think there's a really good chance we unlock Night Force Crazy Legs before in the morning. Well, it was at seven, like 17.5 this morning, so it's. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to hit it by the end of the day today. That is... Possibly tomorrow morning. That is awesome. Uh, we'll discuss Night Force Crazy Legs in a little more detail tomorrow night uh, because we'll be wrapping everything up. But just, uh, just to go around real quick, since we've got Brian here, actually, Brian... Uh, when when we got the Night Force Crazy Legs reveal, what was your reaction to that? Uh, I thought um, it was it fits with what they're going for. Uh, Glenda was a little bit of a, a curveball, uh, just because I mean you got a paratrooper and now you have another paratrooper. Uh, but Glenda makes a lot of sense. Glenda can be the gunner or the co-pilot. Um, and um, it, it's just like a really, really cool nod to uh, a rare figure that like a lot of uh, GI Joe fans and collectors who've been doing it for a long time will recognize. I, I just, I like that kind of thing. I like that little, that little nod to, the longer term uh, fandom. That's really cool. But as far as um, I felt like it was back with kind of the theme that they started, uh, what this means. And, you know, what I, I immediately thought is that you should get a uh, standard deco crazy legs at retail at some point. Of course, um, this'll, this'll pay for the tooling for that. Uh, so they can, uh, start cranking out some other uh, color schemes. Um, personally, I was always a fan of the vintage Night Forest Crazy Legs. I think that's one of the the best recolorings of a figure in the vintage line. It looks so nice. It looks so nice. So um, I, I, I'm kind of thrilled to get it um, because I think I would like it more than the standard Deco crazy legs um and this is yeah it's it's a nice surprise um early on i think a lot of us were thinking well airborne has got to be a part of it yeah. but no airborne is going to be part of the regular line uh, as airborne is going to be a regular retail release and that makes again more sense i sh that's something that i should have thought of beforehand <clears throat> uh airborne i think is far too mainstream a character to do like the the uh the main 
you know, version one uh, inspired classified version of the figure in something like a HasLab project. That does need to be a standard retail release. More people want to get it. Um, so yeah, um, I, I was happy with it. Honestly, I think I'm happy with the Dragonfly. Um, the figures are a nice bonus, but um, I this is a project that I, I didn't need a whole lot of uh, motivation to want to back it. What I needed was to resolve myself that I'm just, it's just, I don't have the space. So something is, it's just going to crowd out something. You, you've got a ceiling. I, I do have a ceiling. <laughs> now I've, I've talked Send about your the, kids to live with grandma. Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the issue is the cat. So like I have to, ah. if I'm going to put it on the ceiling, it has to be far. See, it can't be too close to any of these. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. It can't be too close to that because if he can jump to reach it, he will. Oh my gosh. Um, so wow. it's, it's, uh, uh, he's, um, basically what I'm saying is, would you like a cat? Um, <laughs> well, and if he did, if he did, for you and if he did jump at it, that would be a catastrophe. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah, an excellent yes, spot to say yes. thank you to Matthew Comstock in the super chat. All oh, hail almighty super chat. Uh, and I just want to say that starting right now, uh, every super chat we get is going towards funding for StreamYard because after hanging out with Brian and after hanging out with Toy Connections, which everybody check out the Toy Connections YouTube channel, uh, I have learned the magic of StreamYard and we must have it and we must have it soon. So everything we get in the super chat from from here until it, until StreamYard is paid is going towards that. Uh, because we we need that. It looks fancy and nice and and the interface looks incredible. Uh, Noel and Christian, what about you guys? How, how did how did Night Force Crazy Legs strike you? Uh, I mean, I was it was it was not what I was expecting. Uh, I was a little underwhelmed. I kind of thought we would get um, a WC Colbert figure finally, kind of like we got. Uh, we finally got with our Dragonfly. I mean, with our Sky Striker, that figure that had been you know a mystery for all these years. Um, but uh, no, it's a it's a good looking figure. Um, I honestly don't know if this is something that they had planned the whole time because we didn't really even get a render. We just got like a, a drawing of it, like an artistic right, right. version in this case. So uh, they may have they may have kind of last minute pivoted on this one and whatever they were planning as the third one may have gotten may have been airborne for all we know, since they announced it for the regular line anyway. Yeah, I do. I do believe that this was a pivot. I have no idea. Uh, I mean, we we can guess. Oh well, it it funded. It got to this level. We're satisfied with that, so we're putting in uh, this level of enticement. You know what I mean? Like they may have had some kind of special, super fantastic hawk ready to go, but they didn't feel that this campaign needed that, so they were like, "All right, let's throw that Night Force Crazy Legs in there instead," because at this point, we're happy with how it's done. Which I I like it. I have no attachment to Night Force whatsoever. It was far past my time of of collecting G.I. Joe. Uh, but I am a huge fan, and I know a lot of people don't agree with this. I love when Hasbro is smart about developing tooling. Put it behind a HasLab. Make it a retailer exclusive. Find another way to fund that new tooling, and then later on, give us the version that everybody's familiar with, or is the primary colorway, or whatever you want to call it. 
I, I think it's really smart. And you pick up, you pick up more sales along the way because there are people out there who don't care about Tiger Force Bazooka, but who will buy Tiger Force Bazooka because he's there until regular Bazooka comes out. Like you're just going to sell figures to people who who are like that. I I'm probably gonna buy in everything either way, but you've definitely got people who are on the fence about that kind of stuff. And I think it's a really smart business practice because we want this line to last 150, 200, 250 figures, and this is the way to do it. Christian, what about you? How, how did uh, Crazy Legs sit with you? So, I'm, I wouldn't say underwhelmed. I'm sort of meh. I am surprised we're getting two Night Force figures as opposed to like a Tiger Force variant since there was a Tiger Force variant of the Dragonfly. Craig Dukas um, in the Super Chat. Thank you, Craig Super Dukas. Chat! Everybody check um, out Shops Like Alicious. But unlike... Like Noel, I was actually hoping that they were going to surprise the heck out of everybody because, you know, we'd heard all these rumblings of, of what people wanted that third figure to be. And I was actually crossing my fingers for them to give us a classified ketchup or mustard that we didn't get <laughs> with the Sky Striker. But you couldn't have just one. That would have been weird, right? Nah. No? No. I th I think if you're going to do that, then it needs to be classified relish. <laughs> <laughs> because ketchup and mustard have already been established That's as true. a pairing. Yep. So you got to yep. throw another condiment on there. I don't want classified mayonnaise. That's no good. No. Nobody wants that. Classified mm -hmm. hot sauce, maybe. Oh, there you go. Colonel hot sauce. Colonel hot sauce. I think we're we're gonna work Colonel hot sauce into our into our force brigade line. <laughs> right. <laughs> there you go, Mandalorian Jedi. Get started. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, okay. So, Dragonfly countdown live tomorrow night right here on the Needless Things YouTube channel. Uh, we are also with a lot of live streaming lately because we're gonna be live streaming a San Diego Comic Con recap. Whatever happens at San Diego Comic-Con next weekend, we'll be talking about uh, next Sunday, the 23rd, uh, probably at an earlier time than normal. We'll we'll see. We've still got to coordinate that. But if, if we can do it earlier, I'd like to. Uh, work schedules are fun, everybody. And then our next regular old live stream is July 31st. All right, we, we should probably get down to the news now. Are you guys ready to talk some news? And, and for anybody wondering, uh, yes, this is part of Cobra Convergence 7, and we do have very special Cobra Convergence material for as soon as we're done with the news. We've got we've got some fun stuff for you for you guys. Uh, but first, got to talk about congratulations to uh, the guy with the greatest name in the world, Carson Metaxas. Because collecting the art of G.I. Joe is now officially licensed by Hasbro. That's that is, it's phenomenal. It's well-deserved. It's, it's almost like, it's awesome, but it's almost not even surprising because if you've been following the progress of this incredible tome, you know, the quality that's been put, uh, the effort that's been put into the quality, how great it looks, how thorough it is. Hasbro would have been insane, which granted, we do know that happens from time to time. <laughs> nuts not to make this a licensed product. Uh, so congratulations to, to Carson and the whole crew over there, because that's that's a heck of an accomplishment. 
all right. Oh no, I've got a screen share, which you guys know I love doing oh so much. Uh, let's see. Oh, maybe not because I guess I didn't get my chuckles pictures. Way to go. Oh, <laughs> well, we've all seen it. He's uh, that this... undercover. Uh, yes. He's so <laughs> undercover. I couldn't get pictures of him. He's like John Cena. I couldn't see him. Uh, just wait so, till they announce a classified Xandar. You're not going to be able to show him either. Yeah. Well, nobody will care about it. <laughs> That's not an editorial <laughs> statement. That is part Only... of his file card. It's his personality. Nobody notices. We want a classified Xandar. Uh, okay, so Christian, why don't you talk about this uh, Chuckles just a little bit? Oh my gosh! Well, let me pull it up then. Um, my actually, as before, I get started. Um, did they say is this strictly San Diego Comic Con? Well, okay, so the verbiage is that people who want it, uh, attendees at San Diego Comic-Con will receive a QR code with a one-time use that they can order chuckles from, eh, I can't share that, um, order chuckles from Hasbro Pulse. Now, this right. verbiage is a little bit different from last year because we all know what happened last year is they gave out the QR codes and then it got shared online and everybody was able to order Dr. Mindbender. No, or wait, was it Mindbender or Serpentor? It was Mindbender. Mindbender. Everybody is able to order Mindbender. No big deal. It was fine. Everybody loved it. Everybody had a great time. This time they are specifying single use QR code. So I don't know if they're literally giving out a QR code that you can only use one time if they're trying to head off what happened last year. I don't know. I don't know what the point would be of heading off what happened last year uh, because it seemed to work mostly well. Um, yeah, and surely they know like with each San Diego exclusive, they've made, you know, more than the last one. So surely right. they're producing chuckles in an amount that's at least twice or three times the amount of mind benders. When you look at how many times they've gone back to offer mind bender. Right. Well, and so, even if they are just doing a single use QR code, you know, it's going to go up on pulse at some point after San Diego comic-con that's been their MO for years now with these things. Yeah. I just, haven't seen anything announcing that aspect so knowing it will um but i'd like them to hurry up and let us know when that will be so chuckles is in his g1 look um the i feel like they did a good job with the flower shirt i am a little surprised that it's tucked into his pants because we've already had figures like where we've seen how they can do the shirt yeah but does it in. but does it look good i mean i i think it needs to be because he's got he's got the belt with the pouches and everything so i, I think it i think it looks better tucked in and that's the okay, way the original i'm just figure not was. a tuck your shirt in kind of guy i think me. if they had done it like because i've seen like customs where they left the shirt open and he's wearing like a white t-shirt underneath it and then he's got the shirt hanging off i think that would have been another way to do it but I, they decided to go with what the original looked like, and I'm fine with it. I love the the head sculpt. He looks really young, um, and he comes with a second head 
where he's all beat up and missing I a love, tooth. I, I love, love it. that head. I, I love this. Like, as much as I like the sculpt of just regular him, I love that alternate head so much. Um, he's got this smile on his face. Like, it, it to me, it is chuckles from the IDW miniseries. Like, just beat the crap out of me and it's okay. Uh, and when we say he comes with a lot of accessories, he, he comes with a lot of accessories. We've got sunglasses, a headset, guns, alternate fists, uh, and it looks like he's got brass knuckles with those, a briefcase, binoculars, um, two different, well, a set of handcuffs and then a set of broken handcuffs. Yeah, which I for, love. Yeah. Um, and he only uses them to catch criminals. Uh, <laughs> he's got a file folder. He's got a lay. And then I think what is one of the coolest uh, nods to something we talked about last episode, last live stream, maybe about Transformers in G.I. Joe. Yes. He comes with a mini sound blaster, which is the midnight black version of Soundwave. Like when you look at the sculpt they did of this rate, you know, this cassette radio, it is the Soundwave mold just done in black. And that isn't, to me, a, a, a nice Easter egg. Mm -hmm. uh, his packaging is like a little, I'm imagining like, you know, battery powered, uh, closed circuit kind of antenna TV so that he can report back. To oh, it looks Joe, like something so. out of Bioshock almost, but it's yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, yeah it's really it's got cool. like a, a speaker. It's got all these, you know, drawings of knobs on it. And then the CR, the TV screen. Um, and then I like the picture in picture. Yes. Which, you know, we all knew that the crimson versions of these characters were coming. Uh, um, but you've got Tomax and Zaymont and Baroness in there. Um, and yeah, I, this to me is worth, what was it? 40, 41, 41.99. Hey God, real quick. I had to say, uh, Rachel Selena, Rachel. Hey, glad you're here tonight. Rachel Selena said he's not beat up. He's having a reaction to shellfish. <laughs> oh okay now i need a classified size EpiPen. <laughs> I, my favorite part i think of all the packaging is the comic that they did um where he's uh you see him like it's like he's cracking a safe and then he's like running away from some cobra uh troopers and then he's like jumping out out of the window of this coconut palm and into the into the getaway car well, it's very hawkeye uh yeah, if anybody yeah. read the matt fraction hawkeye like it, the first thing i the time i saw it that's what i thought of but i do love that it's this uh was fifth panel i think is what that packaging is called uh, it's mm -hmm. it's the same thing as what NECA does uh it looks fantastic Mm -hmm. the, the I thought when we when we were speculating about this release before, I thought that I would not like it if it had the shirt tucked in, which, again, is like the original figure. But 
having seen some other figures with untucked shirts like this, you just can't quite get it right. Um, yeah, it just I, doesn't drape the right way, or you know, you if you or you've got the a certain pose. big holes in the sleeves where yeah. it, it just doesn't look right. The only real answer would have been to put his torso uh, in a like an undershirt and do a soft goods shirt, which I know the everyone would have just revolted at that. So <laughs> I, I get it. I think they they made the best choice they could. I mean, it doesn't look bad. I was just a little surprised. That's all. Brian, where's your enthusiasm level for old Chuckles here? Well, I, I like it. I like that we're getting Chuckles. Um, I'm um, The Hawaiian shirt that they did is, you know, inspired by uh, version one. They didn't really, they added a little bit of detail to like the flowers and stuff, but they didn't really add too much. Um, what I What I find ironic about, chuckles as i look at this guy and like you can take away the the pistol holster you can take away the the uh knife uh, thing on the leg and but if you saw that guy you know rolling through a an airport carrying that briefcase you'd be like yeah that's uh that's the spy yeah. um, <laughs> we, we found the espionage guy um but uh yeah uh uh i i think it's fine um i i don't i, I don't know i uh i guess i think it's fine um i i don't know if i will i don't know if i'll get it um i i i, I was never as much of a, a chuckles fan as uh as other people but um uh i mean it, it's it, it's a good figure it's a good figure um i'm curious as you mentioned how they're going to do the uh the pre-order um uh, with the, whatever they're going to do with the the QR codes um uh, I don't know I'll just have to see I I I, I it's it and I hate to like not take a, a strong position on it but I th- I, it's it certainly is chuckles um they gave him plenty of gear I think it looks great um, I just don't have a, as much attachment to Chuckles as a, a lot of other folks do, so I'll I'm I'm a little on the fence about it. Yeah, that, think- and that's fair. I mean, look, a lot of a lot of people were over the moon about that Red Ninja and the Blue Ninjas, and to me, I don't even understand those figures. They don't yeah. even look like anything GI Joe related to me. So we all have our different levels of where things hit us, you know. So it's if if something is it's fine. Then yeah. that, that's how it is. You know, I, mean, no, I think I, that the majority of the chuckles like fandom comes from his later comic stories. So if you, you know, if you are just strictly a fan of the, you know, the 80s stuff and just read Marvel and you never read those IDW books, you might not, you might like wonder why is everybody so gaga about this mm-hmm. character? So I, I was the same way. I was like, I could take or leave chuckles for all those years. And it wasn't until I read those comics that I was like, okay, I really dig this character. Um, and I, I did um, read the comics, but I think I just the espionage side of GI Joe. Um, uh, I, it hasn't; it's never appealed to me as much, but it should. And this is something that I really should be exploring more. Um, the espionage side of GI Joe has been there since the beginning. It's a an, a corner of the um, the line that I've always neglected. 
Um, so, you know, maybe this is an opportunity for me to take uh, another look at it uh, to, to see if, if that's something that I can jump on board for. Uh, so maybe this is an opportunity. Maybe I shouldn't be quite so on the fence. Uh, maybe I should be giving um, the, the spy espionage undercover aspect of G.I. Joe uh, a better look. So may, maybe I should look at it that way. Well, and Chuckles does fit in perfectly with the theme of Cobra Convergence 7. So there you go. Which exactly. is uh, which is spies, infiltrators, uh, and double agents, which he is uh, all of those. Um, so, yes, I absolutely, you know, um, uh, in fact, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say Hasbro planned this. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Cobra Convergence, <laughs> yes. which means they're spying on us. Oh. We know. It all ties uh, together. We know Emily and Linny are all about the storytelling. They're all about the synergy. They saw this coming and they thought, well, I guess we'll just push this chuckles that we had planned for 2025. We need to go ahead and push this thing up and get it done so we can coincide with Cobra Convergence 7. Like, I don't want to I don't want to take credit for it. But you should. <laughs> but yeah. I will. I yes. will. Yeah. Yes. It's all you. Um <laughs> Okay, so Rich Murphy, uh, I like this. He says, uh, looks like the Crimson Three are trapped in the pip. Uh, it feels like a Superman movie throwback. They do. They look like oh they're in the God, Phantom yes. Zone. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Rachel Salinas, even back in the day, I found Chuckles underwhelming, but he's an integral part of the team, therefore a must-have. And see, that's that's how I feel about stuff that even, even if it's somebody I'm not as, like, attached to. Like, I'll be honest, Scrap Iron like I dug that figure, but he wasn't one of my guys, but I'm going to get him. And then I reviewed him earlier today and he's incredible. He's one of the best classified figures that's come out. So you, you gotta, you gotta try them all. Yeah. Um, and for me, chuckles, when I was a kid, I loved the chuckles figure almost entirely because of his shoulder holster and the classified figure has the shoulder holster. So it's a win for me. Uh, okay. Uh, we already checked in on the Dragonfly and mentioned that tomorrow night we will be live streaming the final hour of the Dragon uh, Dragonfly uh, campaign, 11 p.m. EST, right here on the Needless Things YouTube channel. Uh, we mentioned that Emily, well, Emily name dropped Doc in a in a like comment at the end of her thread on instagram so we now know that doc hawk and airborne are all going to be mainline classified releases pretty awesome okay now i can do the screen share because i do have these pictures and i think we've got we've got a lot to talk about here and i'm pretty excited about it so let's share the old screen noel why don't you tell us about shooter well, so Shooter has kind of a very long bit of uh, lore in the world of G.I. Joe, because if you've ever read Marvel Comics issue number one, uh, there's a panel where they're showing all these G.I. Joe characters on the team. And, you know, you see all the ones that we know of. You've got your Clutch, you've got your Breaker, you've got your Short Fuse, you've got your Steeler. And then down there in the corner, there's something blocking. Uh-oh, speaking of blocking, uh, we have <laughs> evil Cobra cats in the way here. Um, <laughs> um, right down at the bottom, there's a name. And there's, of course, the face is, is covered up, but it just says Shooter. And it's kind of one of those little Easter eggs in there. It was obviously a nod to Editor-in-Chief Jim Shooter. Um, but... Over the years, you say of... obviously, 
but I didn't realize that until I was in his tank the other day and somebody pointed it out. <laughs> really? It's fantastic because I'm I'm a huge, huge fan of Jim Shooter. So that that was a nice little bit of trivia that I never put together before. Huh. Well, um, you know, later on, uh, the character of Shooter was actually introduced and she was an African-American woman and she was a sniper and they have uh, brought her finally into the classified line. And I think this figure is fantastic. I it's so str- this to me, I was very, very excited way back when they introduced Agent Helix into the line. Mm-hmm. I loved the design. It felt very G.I. Joe, but also very current G.I. Joe, updated G.I. Joe. And this to me carries that same level of excitement. This design, there's so much personality here. The portrait looks amazing. I can't wait to see it in person. I love her footwear. Like what they've done, it's it's got this like clasp across the top, but it's like this sneaker look that seems very functional, but also very uh, uh, casual tactical. Is that a thing? <laughs> uh, just every, everything here. Yeah, cash, a little cash tack, a little <laughs> cash tack. Uh, and the sniper rifle is phenomenal. That thing. Uh, so is that, does anybody here in our group or in the chat, does anybody know, is this based off of any kind of actual, I mean, it looks a little futuristic to me, but it looks really cool. I don't know if this is real hardware or not. I don't know. It almost looks a little bit like the big uh, rifles from RoboCop that they yeah. get at the end of the movie. Um, it looks like uh, it could be easily possibly uh, duplicated by painting a Nerf gun uh, with a couple of accessories added onto it. Well, if that were the case, people would have been infuriated, and I haven't seen <laughs> I haven't seen any of that kind of talk yet. Actually, the Really looking at this, well, also, I love that we've got the three different uh, headpieces to put on the gas mask, which, to go back to the storytelling that the Hasbro team loves to do, the fact that all these Night Force figures are coming with gas masks, and they're making a thing of this dark Energon, like, this story is so fascinating to me. Uh, So we've got a couple of different hair pieces, we've got the gas mask, Uh, I would like to have seen a little bit of paint on those weapons. Uh, or just make them black. I feel like when they mold them in a color that is not black, a lack of paint stands out a little bit more than it otherwise would. Yeah. Uh, but just everything else just looks great. Uh, Christian, Brian, what about you guys looking at her? Like where, where is, where is she on your list of, Ooh, I've got to have this. Uh, of the the Walmart exclusives that they've announced, this is the one that I'm most interested in. Uh, this is the one that has that link to uh, the history that you just described. I think it looks like a, a really good figure. So um, Shooter was a character that supposedly was around uh, in 82. That's like you said, that's where the name first uh, came up in the first issue of G.I. Joe. Um This is where I I believe Hasbro should never follow my advice and not do what I would want, because for me, that character would be a throwback to those 82 uniforms Uh with the green and the, you know, it's a little bit plain and, but it uh, functional just, uh, um, but obviously this is much better than that. (laughs) So don't follow my (laughs) advice, Hasbro. Don't don't follow my preferences. Um, I think it looks great. Um, yeah, this is the I'm definitely the most enthusiastic about this one. 
Well, well there were a couple that deviated back then too, because you had you had Snake Eyes who looked different, mm-hmm. you had Scarlet who had a little different look. So mm-hmm. well, know, this but, but this keep... could fit in. I mean, a, a more simplified version, I think, of this look could have fit in with the eighty-two figures. And Obviously. keep in mind, though, this is the Night Force version of Shooter that is a Walmart exclusive. Mm-hmm. So a mainline version that maybe looks a little more in line could be down the road a ways true because if you look at her neck like the collar of her shirt very does 82. look like yeah yeah uh so now i'm amending that uh hasbro <laughs> definitely follow my advice <laughs> all of my preferences please uh let's see oh, oh look at this um can you fly bobby robocop one one of the most one of my, it's on my list of perfect movies one of my top five favorite movies ever made if somebody would please just do great figures of clarence boddicker and everybody else i need a melting uh i i need i need everybody i need them all all right we got to keep going uh so that shooter shooter looks great uh packaging very cool and you can see in the background there that dark energon that they've worked into the art for all of these so far I'm uh, very excited about this one. And this, uh, these three figures that we're talking about now go up for pre-order at 10, um, no, I'm sorry, noon Eastern time on July 18th uh, at Walmart. And I don't think there's any need to panic because if you look back at the last few, Wal- now, okay, here's what the panic comes in with Walmart <laughs> may not ever send them to you. Right. But as far as getting your pre-orders in, the last couple of things that have been Walmart exclusive that have been plentiful as far as being able to order. Now, whether they ever get fulfilled, who knows? Uh, I'm still, you know, I, even though it became very easy to find them later, I'm still angry about that Striker incident from 2020 when uh, I walked into a store and I saw it and I, I was like, oh, that's cool. Well, mine should be shipping here any day now. And then like that afternoon, I got the email saying, we're not going to be able to f- fulfill your order. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's... <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. This conversation is about the Crimson Alley Viper. Uh, Brian, what were your feelings on this guy? Well, first of all, I know a lot of people are going to be really happy about this. This is a, um, a redeco of the Alley Viper. And, you know, I, I have my feelings about the Alley Viper. The, the first one was pretty wild and crazy. And I know this looks more, I don't know, realistic, more um, uh, subdued. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. Um, on the other hand, um, I see like that color uh, crimson as representing that elite unit within cobra and you you would only be able to wear that color as the primary uh part of your uniform uh if you're connected to it now i know that there are exceptions to that like all through okay so this is entirely just my head cannon um but um uh, i don't feel like you'd just put red on an alley viper or a bat or or whatever um i I just i i i just don't see i don't i don't think that's the way the uh elite crimson guard unit would work um fortunately there is an explanation uh i can't pull it up right now but if you go to the crimson alley viper listing on walmart uh they have in the bio, it says that, and, and this is another part of like, oh, we're 
creating something really cool here. It mentions that the Crimson Triumvirate or whatever they're calling Baroness Samot and Tomax uh, have have been selecting the very best of each rank of Cobra and putting them in this elite Crimson unit to deal with whatever this Dark Energon thing is. So they are the elite and they're being put on this special project. That's what like, I was thinking. Like when you look at the the deco with this whole dark energon story that they're building, you need frontline, you need casualties. You need the people <laughs> you need bullet stoppers. that are mm-hmm. yeah. Like these, you know, as we'll see with the next figure, you need the people that are going to have to take one for the team so your elite of the elite can kill what they need to kill. You know what I've just noticed looking at this picture? Is this Alley Viper has the same turned-in foot shin guard Mm -hmm. as the regular one. That drives me insane. (laughs) Ugh. Uh, so my initial response to this one is I was not a huge fan of the Crimson Onesie. <laughs> but having let it sink in a little bit more, looking at the deco, looking at these like the like white diagonal hazard stripes that are on the shield and on the, the gear. It's a really cool look. I dig it. I, I feel like there's some changes I would make, but this color scheme is really cool. And I was looking back there a minute ago because I've got, uh, they did, it wasn't designed exactly like this, but they did do a red and black alley Viper, uh, in the modern line. He's back there somewhere, but I, I couldn't spot him and I'm not getting up right now. Uh, but this is, it looks cool. I'll get at least one because you know how I am. Noel, where were you? Where did this one land for you? Uh, I'm happy for all the people that will be really excited about this figure. Um, I, I mean, it looks fine, but again, I, I've, I have kind of established somewhat wavering rules at, at times on what goes <laughs> into my collection. Right. But I mean, right. this is, this is the figure that I see and I'm like, Hey, that's cool. I can skip it. And and you know, those are important too, because there, there are things. And then that was, like I said, that was my first thought with it. But I know I'm going to pre-order it. I know how I am. Uh, Packaging-wise, once again, we've got the Dark Energon in the background. I like the sort of biohazard-looking thing on the front, uh, the little scanner piece on the visor there. Uh, Just an interesting different touch. What I really would have loved is the actual black and red camo deco on this. But I realize we're not going to get that from this line because deco is, is, that's just not going to happen here. Then we've got what I thought was going to be an, an extremely divisive and controversial figure, but it, it seems to have been received a little better than I expected. I love it. I'm a huge horror fan. Uh, I love the zombie vipers. Th- this is right up my new character for G.I. Joe Alley. I'm noticing right now that it's got the bazooka-style abdominal joint rather than the ab crunch, which is great because if you see the gear that's around the uh, the abdomen there, the, the ab crunch would be useless underneath that. So uh, I think this is a great design. It has been pointed out that the dark energon crystals that are growing out of its head uh, have a wash of 
glow-in-the-dark paint on them, which is why in some of the images, they're green rather than purple. So there is a glow-in-the-dark element to this guy. Uh, but I love the fact that it comes with the alternate head with the gas mask, gas mask, so it can be just a regular trooper and not necessarily a zombie thing. Uh, and again, that encourages troop building, which we know Hasbro has discovered is important. Uh, Brian, how about this guy? Um, I, it, I am extremely happy for you, and I'm so <laughs> glad uh, that they've given you something that you love uh, this much. Look, Hasbro is doing exactly what I hoped they would do and uh, what we had talked about them doing for such a long time. We've got new characters. Uh, they're trying to build this into an integrated storyline. Uh, that's the thing that I think had been missing from classified uh, up till now I mean, they they tried to do it in a couple different ways that didn't really quite take off uh but they're committing to this um and um it's they're doing exactly what they should do um but they're doing it in exactly the way that i uh, is is i wouldn't prefer them to do i'm not i um i'm not like a huge fan of the uh, G.I. Joe Transformers crossovers. Um, uh, it doesn't it, it it doesn't fit with me. But um, if this is what they're committing to, then I want it to be successful. Um, and um, I'm going to I'm going to more than give it a chance. Um, they they could completely change my mind. I mean, I was my mind was changed about the entire classified series. I didn't think that I would be interested in six inch scale figures uh, from the get go, but having given, given them a try, I found out that I liked them a lot more than I thought that I would. Uh, it may be the case in this and, you know, good solid storytelling makes up for a lot. You, you can, you can, with good solid storytelling, you can take a premise that seems like it might not be, um, that great and turn it into something really special. So I have to give them the chance to do that. So uh, I don't know if I'll get this specific figure, but I'll I'll follow along. I'll I'll see where this goes. Uh, but yeah, this is um, this is not quite in my wheelhouse. Um, but I, again, I'm thrilled that uh, you're you're very happy with it. Well, and and you bring up a good point uh, with the storytelling because essentially isn't storytelling within a toy line just either tell me why I should buy this or give me an excuse to buy this. Because if this had been presented without the dark energon thing that they're introducing, I would think it was cool, but I wouldn't be as enthusiastic about it as I am. But now I'm, I'm excited about it design wise and I'm excited about it because it shows a commitment to the line. It's kind of along the same lines as something we've talked about before where new toy lines start and the first wave comes out and, and you're like, okay, cool. That's six figures. They look really neat. But then four waves in five waves in you're like, Oh, this is a collection. This company is dedicated and your engagement with it just of course grows because you see that the people making it are committed to it. And that lets you be more committed to it. And this storytelling does the same thing for me. It shows me, okay, Hasbro, yes, of course, they want to make money. But Hasbro is putting the thought and the time into developing this whole other aspect of Classified that 
to be honest, isn't necessary, but they're creating this, this new basically marketing technique. And that's exciting to me because it means they care about the brand enough to put resources like that into it. So that gets me more engaged with classified. Uh, okay. So packaging wise, Oh, Christian, you didn't get to chime in on this fellow. Yeah. So, um, when we saw the initial, uh, photo with the gas mask on, I was impressed. I loved everything about it. Then when they showed that the dark inner John head, I was like, <laughs> you had the opposite reaction from yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am. I'm not a fan. I think it looks great. Don't get me wrong. Um, but that aspect of the storytelling uh, when I see that he comes with a gigantic drill, I'm just like, I want that gas mask on him. And this is hostile in the G.I. Joe world. <laughs> <laughs> or my he bloody comes, Valentine. Right. He comes with a lot of great accessories. And I feel like looking at the accessories that he comes with and where they're going with the dark energon storyline it makes me think that airtight is right around the corner oh but, i i would hope so i i feel like he's got to be because with exactly with what they've established about the dark energon which by the way goes goes far back before classified this mm -hmm. dark energon has been established in transformers for transformers years Prime. now yep. right turn it turned the dwayne the rock johnson into a zombie that's exactly right <laughs> <laughs> so th this is an established uh, element within the Hasbro verse, the retro verse, uh, for quite some time. But love the color scheme. I yes, yeah, he's a, yeah. a get. Yeah, he's 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 one again that I'll I'll skip. But I, I, I'm I'm glad that there's something for everybody out there. You know. Oh, and. I, I, that's that's one of the best things about not being a completist is I was like I don't have to justify having to own this. Wait but... a minute. Sorry, ADHD moment. <laughs> yes. Did you notice? So in this photo, he has like what is a studio light, essentially, right? Yeah, right. Like a strobe flash. Goes to the packaging. It's a lantern. I want that lantern. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's what I was just looking at because I was about to point out, uh, if you look at the other image, aside from the drill, which does have a metallic drill bit, aside from the drill, none of the other accessories have a lick of paint on them, but it's less noticeable than it was with Shooter, okay. I, to me, because these are all black. But then, yes, Christian, if you look at the lantern, it's pink. And I and wonder does it if... have a glow-in-the-dark element? I will be interested to see. And his goggles also have. Yeah, the goggles thing. are also lit up, but we know they've used effects like that on stuff yeah. before. So until we get it in hand, we won't know for sure. Yeah. All right. I just thought he was carrying a ghost trap from Ghostbusters there for a second. <laughs> hey, look, you, we've already <laughs> talked about how airtight and sci-fi were my Ghostbusters and G.I. Joe when I was a kid. So if they want to bring Ghostbusters into this thing... <laughs> I am this all this gets us that Statue it. of Liberty playset. I'm down. Yeah, I need a I need a motorized walking. Oh my gosh, 
I need a super Shogun Warriors Statue of Liberty <laughs> that shoots the torch out of her arm. <laughs> Why hasn't that been done? Oh my gosh. Missed opportunity. Super 7, get on that. All right. Speaking of Super 7, what a great segue. Good job, Christian. I see, I see what you were doing there. Uh, Mandalorian Jedi, who are you going to call? I'm going to call Airtight and Sci-Fi. I don't know about anybody else. Uh, okay, so Super 7 teased us uh, with the first figure from Wave 5 of their Super 7 Ultimates, which is... It, okay, so we talked about this in our chat, and my first thought was, oh, I wonder if they're doing comic stuff, because they did the comic bat. But the, all of the rest of the Ultimates are Sunbow-inspired. And I wondered, oh, are they doing Professor Apple? But it turns out this is from a scene in Sunbow where Destro orders three Crimson Guards to do something, and the scene shoots to them, and they're eating donuts and drinking coffee, and one of them says, we're Union. <laughs> Which, <laughs> first of all, timely. <laughs> uh so that this raises is, so many questions about this union, though. Well, is right. it just what? the Crimson Guardsmen that are in this union, or is this it's a Cobra just, union? It's just that elite. That's yeah. what makes them elite. <laughs> They're in the union. Once you're in the the Cobra, the Crimson Union, you get the the uniform and everything. <laughs> so, uh, Christian, I think you speculated: will we get three head sculpts? Because those three those three CGs look very different very. in the image. Uh, but this is exciting to see. I'm curious to see uh, what we get out of this. And let's see, since our next topic, well, okay, let me let me awkwardly maneuver between applications. Uh, Brian, you know what? I don't think this has come up in the time because you've you have got to be getting sick of me at this point because we we've been on a lot of shows together lately. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. I, I I made fun of you on uh, on Ken's show. I feel bad about that. No, not at all. I I deserve it. Uh so what what are your feel? We haven't really talked about the super super seven uh, products with you. What where are you with the reaction and the ultimates? Like what do those do for you? Are you mad that there's not enough articulation, or is it cool uh, that they're representing the old stuff? Um, I, I think it's fine that they're representing the old stuff. I'm just I'm not actively collecting it, uh, just because I have to um, I have to limit what like modern stuff that I get. I still need to I'm still focused on uh collecting vintage GI Joe. Um so while classified is in the scope and like the the Haslab Sky Striker is in the scope, I have not folded uh Super 7 into that. Um I I I know that uh the Sunbow uh cartoon is very nostalgic for a lot of people and it makes a lot of sense to uh to focus on that to really target that uh that nostalgia and that i mean that's what uh this does i think it's genius um it's one of those things where i really should uh give it a chance but i'm it, it's uh it's just outside of the scope of what i collect um i have picked up um a couple reaction figures here and there i don't uh, i i don't really mind the uh the five points of articulation because honestly most of my figures are just standing anyway so right right you know it, it, that that doesn't hurt me too badly um 
I, I maybe have a, a little less nostalgia for the Sunbow cartoon than um, a lot of other fans do. Um, so it does, I, it, it's not as urgent for me, but, um, but I'm happy that they exist and I'm happy that they are, uh, targeting, uh, the, the fans who are, uh, you know, really nostalgic about, uh, Sunbow. And I think the style of them kind of being more smoothed out, um, kind of like a, a plastic cartoon character. I think that, it, uh, it really is focused on exactly what it needs to be. So uh, I think that's kind of where I am on all of the Super 7 stuff. Um, and maybe maybe at some point I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um, it's just not super high on my priority list. Well, you, I mean, you literally cannot collect everything. You just can't. You, you got to make choices. And the Super 7, I, I like it. as you pointed out, the smoothed out look, it really does. They look like little cartoons standing in the packaging. I mean, they, they're I, I love them. Uh, so speaking of Super 7, uh, we have got a few things to take a look at here because they announced all of their San Diego Comic-Con exclusives. We're not going to spend a ton of time on this because we want to get to the uh, Cobra Convergence material, obviously, uh, but they announced a G.I. Joe MP, which is cool, seen in the cartoon quite a bit, uh, kind of one of those necessary side characters. The Super Cyborg Snake Armor, which I'll be honest, I find a little confusing because that Cobra Trooper is not going to be scaled with, unless the Snake Armor is significantly smaller than the other Super Cyborgs they've put out, that Cobra Trooper is gigantic. Yeah, so I not... was curious about this one because it, it doesn't really have the aesthetics of the Super Cyborg figures either. It doesn't have that, like the same type of lines. So I was like, is, did they just scale down a snake to make it fit in with like the Ultimates figures? Well, and if that's what they did, great. And I want one. But yeah, until... if it's like that, that would be I would I would it would probably be on my short list. But until I until we get dimensions on this which i haven't seen yet i imagine once it goes up for sale uh on the website we'll know but un until i know a little bit more about exactly what it is uh i can't make a judgment call but it looks awesome i love look at the detail of the sculpt and the paint on the inside of the snake and the little joysticks he's using to control it like this is the look inside i've always wanted to see uh, and I think it's very clever that they did put the Cobra Trooper in there, but it's even more clever if it's scaled. Although if you look his under, like from his waist down makes no sense whatsoever. No, 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 no. Cobra <laughs> is not ableist. Oh, they do not discriminate and they believe everyone is handy capable. That, yes, there is no waist down. That's, the world. that's it. That's it. That's it. Exactly. So a good job, Super 7. We applaud you for your inclusion. Fantastic job. Uh, so, yeah, I can't wait to see all of the details about this because I would love to want to own it. Uh, oh, the Ritz Murphy says the Cobra Trooper is scaled bigger than the Ultimates. And see, that's the feeling that I've got about it. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. If that's the case, then this will be a pass for me, as much as I hate to say that. Uh, we have Red Knock. Who who wants to explain Red Knock to me? Because I don't know. 
She, um, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that's a portmanteau of the words red and dreadnought. So <laughs> I hope that helps. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that thorough and illuminating explanation. You're, when I think welcome. of dreadnoughts, I think of the Baroness. <laughs> so it's, it's a fun school variation. So there um, is actually a fun there school is, called yes, Rednock. I do, I, yes. I'm, is her name Rednock? That I can't remember. I have only yeah. ever seen her once on eBay. And the one on eBay was very, very well loved and had a mangled face. Um, so, yeah, along the same lines of Glinda, you know, this is a foreign variant uh, of yes. the Baroness. Yeah. That was her name, Rednock. Okay. Well, there you yeah. go. I think uh, I think she looks great. I really oh, there she is. Yeah. Uh, th- this is it's it's a different enough version of a Crimson Baroness that we've seen before that I think it's pretty cool. I love the red rifle. Uh I think it's it looks cool. pack rifle. I, I don't... like this coloration for her more than the cartoon blue of her first re- release. Yeah, I would agree. This looks cooler. The cartoon blue has more significance to me, but this sure. looks cooler. Um, and then to accompany her, somebody tell me about Red Jackal, which is look at the little skull and crossbones on his chest that I only just now noticed. That's a Red Shadows figure from Action Force. Okay. Yeah. Literally yeah, just a repaint of uh, yeah, Destro. Just, re- just repainted yeah. Destro, different character, but um, yeah. Oh, and his belt buckle as well has uh, a different little uh, sculpt on there. The red pistol, he's got a backpack on him, noticing, and I don't know what backpack that is, but that's interesting and different. Uh, looks cool. I, I don't know that I'm going to pay 55 bucks for either of these, but they're cool. I think they're they're exactly the kind of thing I like to see as convention exclusives because, oh, look, that's neat, but I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got an, a great selection of shirts. The Firefly Bomber Jacket, the incredibly expensive Firefly Bomber Jacket is back, which is weird. Uh, it's probably just stock left over from last mm-hmm. year. I, it may, yeah, it may well be, although they because ran out of a number of sizes. Expensive. Uh, yeah. Uh, Red Jackal is a Palatoy original character uh, from Rachel. Yes. Rachel, Rachel, you know your stuff. Literally, every time we're on, you have like all of the answers, and I appreciate that about you. Uh, Mandalorian Jedi, all of these are great toys. I won't buy that, that. And you know what? That's a great way to look at it. Uh, just because you don't want it doesn't mean it's terrible. It just means like, eh, eh I don't need it. Uh, kind of like me with all these shirts. Although I do really want that Trouble Bubble shirt. I like that one a lot. What, which uh, Christian, if you get a favorite out of these, like if you were going to buy one. If I was going to buy one, it would be either the Trouble Bubble or the Snake Armor. Yeah, the Snake Armor. I like the cutaway. That's pretty cool as well. I like the Cobra Core design, but in Florida, you cannot wear a sweatshirt. <laughs> like two weeks out of the year. I don't want to wear anything in Heather Gray ever just because it, it's the... It, I, I just don't like the way it looks, and it just shows every drop of sweat. Well, on yeah, your body. I, if, if I, I look, even at, if it's a t-shirt, I don't if I, that. matter of fact, I'm looking at this right now, and it's getting sweat stains under the arms. <laughs> it's and it's just a computer image. 
Uh, Noel, what about you? Have you got a favorite out of these? Uh, probably the trouble, the trouble. Level. I do like that uh, flight friendship freedom uh, design. Uh, it's just kind of something cool, but uh, but yeah, if I was going to get one of these, it'd be the trouble level shirt. I like things that are a little bit more like subtle and you know just have like a yes a because there's design. nothing as subtle as a trouble bubble, right? <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what about you? Well, I uh, I believe that uh, fight friendship freedom uh, shirt is a Takara logo. Uh, um, oh, I uh. do. Uh, they they did the the takara gi joe logo on a t-shirt i don't know what two three years ago mm-hmm. um, yes. which i have and it's, it's really cool uh, i also like that it uh it's telling you to fight against i, I assume fight against freedom uh friendship <laughs> and freedom. don't see that angle taken very often <laughs> it's a unique yeah yeah uh, but yeah if you feel like fighting uh fighting free friendship and freedom um then uh, i think that's the go-to I, I it's a cool design um i probably would uh go with that one i just like that it looks like um uh so, looks like something you might have as a, a a tattoo or it looks like something you might have like as a patch on a mm-hmm. um, a jacket or something uh, I, it's it's a cool it's a, a cool design well, uh, the others are all fine and i do like the cobra core uh logo that they've got yeah. there um, yeah I, I hope I, they put that on other like other types of shirts mm-hmm. yeah like i have that the same on black problem. or blue like, i i could that there i could not wear that for very many months of the year here um so yeah i think yeah i think I, i'll go with that i'll i'll fight freedom uh i'll fight friendship and freedom that's what i'm going with well you know what i'm noticing now is is that shirt and the python patrol shirt that is the back of those shirts so chances are the front has something on the right. chest, like just a small on the right of the chest. Uh, but I, and I will say as somebody who owns a couple of super seven shirts, they are very, very high quality, very comfortable, uh, yes. well, well fitted shirts. They are not the bizarre, like two inch super tight sleeves. Like they're not like that. They're very, very high quality shirts. Uh, the hats, however, as the owner, as an owner of a super seven hat, uh, I cannot say they're quite as high a quality, uh, but I do like this Python Patrol hat. Looks pretty cool. And we will move on to the matching Python Patrol socks, possibly the ugliest socks you will ever see on a uh, a live uh, broadcast in of your life. all the stuff that's exclusive. This is the one thing that I will most likely buy. Yeah, I'm definitely have... getting a pair of these. They're hideous. <laughs> I love wacky socks. They're an ungodly nightmare of of clashing colors, and I must have them. Yeah, that, that's that's going to be somebody's Christmas gift. I, I've, I've already got that planned out. That's perfect. So this is actually the item I'm most excited for. I do not know what the price is going to be, and I dread seeing it. But I will buy a box of these crate of these trading cards. This is wonderful. This is exactly the kind of stuff I love. The like side items, the the other like the licensed stuff that's not toys. I'm very excited to see these. I love the that Duke art is so very 80s, but I believe it is new art. Looks uh, like it. And then the card art, it looks like it's the stuff that we've seen on the reaction figures. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very excited about these and to see what, what's in those cards or what's in those packs. Uh, and then we've got our reaction release for the year that... I love that they're doing it. 
but uh oof it's a tough <laughs> sell for me yeah not as not even a and and look this is very super seven we don't need any primary characters in this set we're just doing two different styles of terracotta warriors two identical skeleton dudes and there you go yeah buy it if you want it don't if you don't if you don't i i love it's it's from uh hang on pyramid of darkness Darkness, part three the city of the dead these are the ancient clay guardians and the skeleton soldiers i think they're gonna have a tough time getting 120 bucks for this if that's what they're expecting well didn't they say these are scaled to the reaction line so they are bigger are they large they're larger than a standard reaction because they want it it's not quite the same scale as what they were in the cartoon compared to the humans or the joes um but they are a larger size so they're going to be even more than 120 is that the question surely not then again, I think that even the larger scale reaction figures, I think they still retail for the same price because I'm pretty yeah, sure the, my Unicron was the same price mm, as the other Transformers I, I ones. I think they usually build that into the wave cost. Yeah. Uh, all right. And I think, oh, we got a couple more. Uh, the Cobra Commander puzzle, which I wish was just a poster. Because I loathe puzzles. I love puzzles, so uh, this this might be. You, yeah, that sounds right to me. <laughs> uh, but this art is fantastic. If you look, you've got the Serpentor dartboard, or the dartboard with the picture of Serpentor in the background. You've got the crate of formal capes back there. Uh, and then the battle armor helmet sitting on the pillow in the back. Like, the, the, the art is phenomenal. Uh, I just don't want it as a puzzle at all. That's another Christmas gift. I I know who that's going to. (laughs) Uh, And then finally, we already knew it was coming. We just didn't know where or when the Python Trooper uh, that is part of the current Tiger Force Python Patrol wave of reaction figures. That looks cool. I like it. Now, I've got a question, though, for you guys. In my head, the original Python Trooper had that camo all over. Am I wrong? Um, and I just looked at it. You would have asked me, I've just looked at it and it's slipping my mind. Yeah. Um, the, I don't the, think it actually does now that I think about it. Okay. Yeah. And it's always confusing because the, they have the Python trooper and the Python officer and they were, they were reversed. Right. Um, in the original line and they fixed that with the classified, except they haven't done the officer, which is actually going to be the trooper this time around, which is the one that I, I or, yeah um so let me see Noel, we have a question from the chat really quick ashley Uh wilbanks but do you frame after completion or bust it up and put it back in the box put it back in there and and do it again later on gosh (laughs) Uh, firefly i don't want a puzzle ever you and me both firefly (laughs) the puzzles the trooper yeah. did not have that pattern all over. He had okay, it was okay. green. Yeah, well, and and he was green. Yeah, so he was green with yellow uh, hashes, and oh. his web gear was gray, and his pants were black. Interesting. Okay. Uh, okay, so that uh, covers 
the news for this episode. So you guys, it is time now to move on to some Cobra Convergence content. Yes. Are we all ready? Uh, so we, if you follow Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram, which you should, you might have seen a trailer for Cobra Invasion. And that is the segment we are headed into now. Uh, we are each, we have a number of selections and we may not get through all of them uh, looking at the time we're at right now because we've got another segment after this one as well as sound off. Uh, so we may just get down to two a piece. So you guys lead off with your best or favorite two. But what we have is we have each chosen some Cobra toys that could be in disguise and invade other toy lines. So we want you in the chat to participate in this as well. Think about, and this is any, any Cobra from any version of GI Joe, but any Cobras, whether it's a figure or vehicle or a figure vehicle combination, if it's the, the vehicle and the pilot that would be able to infiltrate another toy line unnoticed. Uh, and you're going to get an idea of what we're doing right now because Christian is going to kick us off with his first pick. Now, what we're going to do, Christian is going to announce his pick, and then Noel and Brian and I are going to try to guess which toy line he is inserting this into, and then Christian will reveal the actual toy line. So we're we're playing a little bit of a game here because, as as you all know, I have to turn everything into a game show. <laughs> so contestant number one. All right, my first pick, and the easiest one for me to figure out who, uh, what they are invading is the Baroness. So when I saw this, uh, and, and I feel so basic saying this, but I, my brain just didn't go any further than this. My guess was Gem and the Holograms. That's what I thought too. Okay, Brian, do you Back have any cars. guesses? Set what cards. Was Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think outside the box. Yeah, well, it may work well, out with for me, you. Because... That's usually a good idea. Yes, yes. All right, Christian. What However, is your... I am a basic bitch. And yes, Jim had the Countess. So the misfits need a Baroness. Oh, yes, that's nice. perfect. I didn't go that deep with it, but yes, absolutely. All right, well done. Uh, and of course, when when we say this, uh, in in some instances, the toy may fit perfectly as is. In other instances, it may be the design of the toy, but altered to fit into the other toy line. So this would be a full-size Baroness with the rooted hair and yeah. glasses and everything else. Uh, and, and so, you know, as the listeners are, or, or in the chat or whatever, you can kind of take these things as, as, you, as you wish. Uh, I am up next. And my first choice, ooh, gosh. Okay, my first choice is Thrasher and the Thunder Machine. I I have to recuse myself from this. Oh, one. right. I gave it away to you. That's right. Okay. <laughs> uh, me first? Go is ahead. It, is it Sectar? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at this. I'm not, I don't, I'm not good at games. Christian, do you have any guesses? I well, 
this one threw me for a loop when you sent it. Oh, okay. The thunder machine, I could think of a lot, but I'm like, ooh, when you when you put Thrasher with it, yes, man, what does that do? So I'm gonna still go with if it was just the thunder machine, because I couldn't think of of Thrasher and say Wild Warriors. Oh, that is an excellent guess. Uh, I'm going to run to the chat real quick because we've got some good stuff here. Ashley Wilbanks, Cobra Commander in battle suit, invading Stark Industries during the Armor Wars time frame. That is awesome. Yes. Uh, Firefly, Firefly could infiltrate Fortnite. Oh, wait. <laughs> uh, okay, so I see Thrasher and the Thunder Machine, and get your Googles ready because not everybody may know this. I'm not trying to sound all cool here. I literally just sit on toy websites all day. Uh, Tonka had a toy line called Steel Monsters that is one of the coolest, most below the radar toy lines ever. I didn't even remember it until like a few years ago. Uh, figure figure realm.com is a, is a fantastic toy website. Uh, and I was literally just going through the letters at figure realm and I came across Tonka steel monsters and it's basically a Mad Max road warrior yeah. toy line, man. Cause I was, that was my, not still monsters. Um, cause yeah, I mean, I know it, but I had forgotten it until you said it. But I was, thinking, yeah. I when I when you added Thrasher, I was like Mad Max, but there hasn't really been a Mad Max toy line. But there has. It just there, wasn't right. called Mad Max. <laughs> uh, yes, impressive. <laughs> uh, all right, Noel, you are up next. All right, uh, my first pick is Cesspool, and. You could possibly even throw in the septic tank too, oh. along with with cesspool. But cesspool specifically was what I outlined. So this one threw me for a loop a little bit because it. My answer is very very obvious, but I don't think it it's right. I don't think there's any way this is what you chose. But my guess was Toxic Crusaders. Again, just far too obvious. Well, my sometimes you got to go with the obvious. Oh, sorry, oh. everybody else was going to guess too. Oh, yeah. Well, we no. know we know Brian was going to guess sectars, yeah. so that's fine. <laughs> I was not. I was going to say GI Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he so only barely fits into that. Crawlers. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Eco Warriors are awesome. Okay. I, I, my, I mean, they. First of all, they're both from 1991, so that ties them together pretty well. Oh, uh, right. So I'm just like, you know, cesspool hired by Dr. Killamoff to use Cobra technology to poison the planet. So I'm just imagining like Coxie and Nozone and Major Disaster Junkyard uh, defending Tromaville from this nefarious polluter. <laughs> yes, 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Firefly, Snake Eyes could invade the unreleased O-Ring Breakdancers line, which I believe was something Galoob canceled. Okay, first of all. I don't know anything about this breakdancers line, but I am in now. Granted, Super Seven is releasing breaking figures, and that's pretty incredible uh, in and of itself. But I need some O-ring breakdancers. Somebody get that Kickstarter going now. Uh, and yes, Snake Eyes would absolutely uh, infiltrate it. Uh, okay, uh, Brian, what is your first pick? My first is Crystal Ball. Crystal 
ball. Okay, so my guess on this one was visionaries. It doesn't quite fit, but we'll see. And I uh, was along with you hologram-wise, but I went with supernaturals. Mm. And I just my head I, I'm mad at myself right now because I know what I should have guessed, but I already put my guess out there, so we have to keep moving. Noel. I, I was thinking something along the lines of Indiana Jones. Maybe oh, even like, you know, Temple of Dune really area. Good answers, but I was actually thinking of Scooby-Doo. Um ah, like in the, oh. in the earlier days, though, I mean they didn't do like a, an entire Scooby-Doo line until much later. There were sure. just, you know, occasional uh toys um you know based on them but i think that actually kind of fits too having uh an action figure that doesn't fit with anything else uh that they're releasing would kind of fit but uh that vincent price uh head um yes. i can't look at it and not think of scooby-doo 100 percent. and and the the one that occurred to me after we had all talked was secret wars that because of the lenticular yeah. that's, shield. That would have been great. That would have been great. Tell you what, I'm going to hypnotize all of you to forget all of your answers, and I'll come up with a better one. <laughs> what were we doing? Yeah. Where are we? That totally worked. Uh, Barking Fridge says Barricade and Captain Power. Oh, Absolutely. Yes. Uh, that's why none of us picked him. Yeah. Drawswalker nine, Vincent Price could double his crystal ball. hundred uh, percent. Matter of fact, that's his voice in my head. Vincent Price actually voices a, a, a alarming number of characters uh, in my head. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Uh, back around to Christian. What is your number two selection? Okay. My number two is Headman. Oh, uh, okay. So. My my predictable basic answer was cops and crooks, but at the last minute I changed it to Dick Tracy. Mm, okay. Yeah, cops and crooks was what I figured. Yeah, that okay. was that was my guess. Okay. Unfortunately, you are all wrong. Oh. This is where I deep dive because when I think a headman, believe it or not, Fisher Price Little People Sesame Street playset. <laughs> Duh. It's, in, it's inner city and they need their drugs <laughs> for a second i was thinking maybe i should have been like mcdonald's happy land uh, happy meal toys because he could hang out with the hamburglar but like i totally see like the old school little people right the peg body with the stripes and the mask painted on his head what is wrong with you <laughs> Wow, that's fantastic. Okay. Uh oh gosh, which one am I going with? Okay. I am going with Raptor. Mm. Any guesses? Condor I mean, Man did not have toys. So oh, but I wish one. I wish it had. And silver it doesn't quite fit in with Silver Hawks. Nude silver hawks. <laughs> uh oh. Christian, any thoughts? So, I, my my mind keeps going, and I know this is not it. I keep thinking of the French Battle of the Planets figures that were released in the eighties, but I'm like, Dave probably doesn't you, know. You that know, these exist. that is not. I at know. All. 
I know, but I couldn't get my brain to stop thinking that. So I, yeah. So no, Silverhawk. Noel is the winner because my concept of Raptor in Silverhawks is that he's this criminal who idolizes the Silverhawks and makes his own janky Silverhawks costume in an attempt to emulate these guardians of, of uh, the, the universe. So he's, he's this like psychopath who just cobbles together his own crummy Silverhawks outfit. Uh, all right, Noel. Uh, for my second one, I'm going to go with a power fighter from 1994. You may have to Google that one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Now, I've got the modern era mechs that they made, but I didn't know at the end of the line they had done mech suits like this. And I mean, for me, there was only one guess, and that was Exo Squad. Oh, oh okay. Oh, I... I went with Stariors. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I was thinking Alien. Okay. Alien. okay. All those are great. Uh, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, I went with Battletech, uh, ah, alternately yeah. Mech Warrior, uh, also around that same time frame in the early 90s. When... Well, and also incorporated into Exo Squad later on. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, that whole there's there's several properties that kind of got bundled together and all that because it was Japanese properties and then some American storytelling, which happened a lot with anime stuff and other Japanese. Yeah. Properties. So, so yeah, um, I, any one of those would have worked, but I was imagine uh, immediately thinking of the BattleTech toys, which is how they labeled that here in the U.S. Well, and that's the that. best. That's the best known, I think. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Brian, back to you. All right, my next choice is the. Uh, Ninja Force Battle Axe. The Ninja Force Battle Axe. This may be too obvious. Well, we'll see. Okay, so we've it's already been brought up once, but I'm going to mention it again. My guess was Jason the Wheeled Warriors. That was that was my guess, and that's why I changed one of my later choices. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going out on a limb here, and yes. I'm I'm going to say just. The yellow Tonka construction vehicles. Okay. You're thinking of the, the earthquake. I, 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 this no, no. on the, for the battle axe, um, I, it was, I was thinking of Masters of the Universe. Yeah. Uh, because it has yeah. that, um, that like, uh, swing arm, like Basham action. Um, and that kind of fits the play pattern of, of a lot of the Masters of the Universe vehicles, um, where, a lot of them had things that would just like smash the figures. And I, that to me, that is much more of a masters of universe uh, play pattern uh, than what you would have gotten with the uh, GI Joe um, earlier on. Uh, that's fantastic. And, and I cannot believe considering I've got a massive masters of the universe section right behind me here i cannot believe that didn't occur to me but you're 100 right it's it totally reads as as a master's vehicle 100 yeah. percent. and i was trying to avoid doing master stuff because we did our mattel uh crossover and there was a lot of masters that's fair. crossover that's fair. in that yeah, episode yeah. so uh okay so let's see where are we at time wise okay i think uh, well, we've got we can do we can do the last four, and I'll tell you what we will save our guess who for another time, uh, and move on to sound because we got to get sound off in. So let's let's do our last four, uh, Christian. 
Okay, so my last one is the demon. No pilot, just the demon. I looked at this, and the first thing that popped into my head was Spiral Zone. Hmm. I got to look at it again because I forgot what it looked like. <laughs> Man, I don't, I'm not really sure. It's, it's so unique. It's kind of tough yeah. to, to place it as anything else. So that I'm, I'm, this was the one I was actually most curious about as, as to what it would end up being. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure I have well, a, I thought uh, this was as obvious as the Baroness. Really? Okay, yeah. okay. Well, I, I don't want to say that one. So uh, I'm going to skip what that answer was. Noel uh, has passed. Th- this could also, well, I say it could also be a Wheeled Warriors figure, possibly, but... Um, well, yeah. Noel, you should trust your instincts. Okay. Oh, Because okay. the Lightning League had the battle base. Oh. So the monster mines get the okay. demon. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, all right. My final pick is the Secto Viper. I think I have my... Noel, do you have a guess? It's got to be in humanoids. I like that. I like where your head is at. That's what I went with. Oh, okay. I see. Now I'm thinking the Fisher Price Adventure people because <laughs> Ooh, that's guy, a the good... space guy with the yeah, the, the, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are all. Those are both I fantastic like options. Dives. Fantastic options. But what I went with was Extreme Fright Features Ghostbusters uh. <laughs> because they had the big bulky. Has yeah. hazmat looking suits. Uh, so all we need is the secto viper to have bug out eyes and like a tongue, and we're good to go. <laughs> Which right. I mean, I think is something pretty much everybody would agree he needs anyway. I mean, I don't I can't imagine the G.I. Joe community <laughs> opposing that in any way. We need to check in with our chat real quick. Uh, before we wrap this up, we've got uh oh man, I love this. Okay, uh Drawswalker 9. What about mask with Miles Mayhem as a Cobra pilot? Well, we need a Miles Mayhem figure in some form anyway because we got matt tracker uh rachel raptor buck rogers i love that uh pain's toy samples cops and crooks brave star 2 raptor could be in monstars mob yes 100 percent. that's where he's going to end up um let's see raptor was totally a hawk ripoff i think you might be right matthew comstock <laughs> uh barking fridge raptor masters the unit raptor fits in everywhere i think i think really the main takeaway from tonight's episode is raptor is perfect for everything <laughs> 2023 is the year of the raptor i think so yes uh starcom for star brigade from draws walker nine rachel salinas battle axe tmnt yes also, yeah, which yeah. granted, very, very That's, close to yes, Masters that, in a lot of ways aesthetically, that but would have uh, been a great alternative. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, where were we? Noel. Me. Final choice. Final choice is also sticking with Iron Grenadier stuff. Destro's Dominator. Not a clue. Pass. All right. Stargate. Good. Oh. Star Wars. Star Wars. Oh, there's a good. This is something we just talked about. Uh, and um, I actually, I considered pivoting on this one. Uh, mask, because you basically have a vehicle that turns into another Another type of vehicle. vehicle. <laughs> um, 
my initial thought because i was like there's got to be a mask mm-hmm. one in here somewhere and i was thinking about the swamp fire but then i was think, thinking you know now i'm now i'm like I've, i'm down this rabbit hole where the swamp fire would be a good crossover for springer if you're going to do a transformers oh, crossover man so but yeah i mean the dominator i think would fit it could be miles May- mayhem's like alternate vehicle because it's oh, a dude. helicopter slash tank slash springer was one of my choices I, I I was thinking the despoiler, not the dominator. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now it makes sense. Thank you. I yeah, I get it now. They're all so confusing to me. <laughs> uh all right. Well, that was oh, well, we have oh, one more. Brian's no, you're right. One. We've got it. We've got to let our guest get the last pick. Brian, wrap this <laughs> thing up. What you got? Oh, um, my last one is the earthquake. The earthquake. So and for the- this one. I went back to Tonka's Steel Monsters because I just, yeah. Well, I already used my Tonka construction vehicle for the other one. So for this one, I'm going to say the hug a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, the, the dark horse wins. That's. Uh... <laughs> I, I was going to say he would, he would fit in as a, like a rogue constructicon from uh, transformers. So. Um, but for real. Yeah. No, the Tonka uh, construction vehicles is exactly what I was thinking. Of. Oh, nice. Uh, so yeah. And that, I was worried that that one might be too obvious as well um because yeah they kind of went in that direction it's like its own uh, genre within gi joe it doesn't like fit anything else like here's a construction vehicle in the middle of everything um so yeah it seems like they were trying to capture that play pattern uh at that time they seemed to be trying to branch into a number of other play patterns so i think they were experimenting with that it it almost felt like sort sort of the adventure team mentality of let's try to have joe do some other things the 90s were a wild time uh okay so who wants a bonus pick i've got one bonus real quick that occurred to me uh the gi joe classified vincent r falcone head could fit in to the boglins toy line Uh, and that's all the time we've got for cobra invasion it is time now to move on to sound off if you are not following audible interlude podcast on instagram please do so and you too can participate in our sound off segment where we take suggestions from instagram about what to talk about on the show first up this time around wreck ship 85 Come up with some food puns. Oh, and this is a Cobra-focused sound off. Uh, Wreckship85, come up with some food puns for the Cobra mess hall. Okay. So I have the Bowbender chili. <laughs> the, oh, good Lord. The Zemater tots. What? <laughs> the scrap pull. Oh gosh. Cobra Commander Salmon and Destro's favorite dessert, the bitter fruits of vengeance. <laughs> okay. Earlier in the episode I said anybody jumping in the super chat, um all of the proceeds that we get from the super chat for the time being are going to go towards uh, a paid StreamYard account. I'm changing that. 
first we're going to buy a gong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Wow. Uh, and then another one from Rekship85, does Cobra have an official chef? Uh, yes. And I think we have an answer for that. They do, actually. So in the Sunbow episode, Raise the Flag, uh, we learn that there was a Cobra chef, and his name is B.A. Lacar, Lacare, something like that. Uh, it's probably French, uh, but he looks like a wild mountain man, kind of, because he was trapped uh, for a very, very long time and used bat parts uh, to build his little hideaway. So there you go. Uh, Mandalorian Jedi with the longest sound off to date to Cobra Commander from Mars R&D. Thanks to a generous investment from extensive enterprises you were able to arrange, we have been able to fast track the development of the weapon you requested. We have developed a functional weapon system based on the specifications you provided, which can deliver what is commonly called the brown note to a target at range. Internally, we have been designating this system as the broadcast intracolorectal tonnage evacuator or bite, which can be used across a number of platforms to include vehicles based <laughs> deployment, as well as a scaled down infantry based weapon. As per the usual arrangement, we are now seeking notes from your office on deployment trooper and vehicle designations, as well as uniform specifications before field troops are equipped and deployed. Please be advised that due to the limited range of the infantry weapons, we are recommending uniforms be based on the existing sludge viper uniforms. Uh, I only have one note for this. Uh, other, The rest of it we may follow up in the future. But the storyline in which this all takes place is the Poo World Order. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, moving on. Well, wait, no, no, no. I have <laughs> the oh, my transport. gosh. Do you have? I have the transport. I, I should have not think of the troopers. But the transport is the bowl. The buoyant, <laughs> oversized weapon lugger. <laughs> this is when we find out that skid mark is a double agent <laughs> skid mark is the only answer for the segment that we uh, didn't get to tonight that's perfect uh okay silent interlude uh, i've got one who counts as officially cobra are zartan and the dreadnoughts all cobra or just affiliated Destro, post-1988, Firefly and Major Blood, official or just subcontractors. Firefly has the symbol, but Blood doesn't. So, of course, this is one of those things that uh, just goes into your headcanon. And we have scheduled a full segment for the next episode just to discuss this. So, uh, Brian, if you've got any like specific thoughts about this right now, uh, you can throw them out there. But we'll do a full conversation about it in the future. Yeah, I think um, the the fact that some of the characters have the Cobra emblem and some don't, uh, I think is more just indicative of uh, Hasbro wanting to make sure that they were denoted as a bad guy. Yeah. Um, but um, if you, I mean, if you go by the file card, uh, like Firefly ought to be his own agent. Uh, 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 scrap iron uh either still works for destro or formerly worked for destro um uh the dreadnoughts seem to be their own thing uh but they almost exclusively work with cobra uh so um it's like yeah they're independent maybe because they're uh i mean they they don't want them around like you, you just you don't 
really want them on the base any more than they have to be. Right. Um, but I mean, they they work almost exclusively for Cobra. So it, the lines are kind of blurred. Um, but uh, I, I tend to see anything like with the, uh, the Viper suffix, uh, including the Vipers, uh, the Troopers, um, they seem to be like the real um, core of Cobra. I feel like their loyalty would be ideological. They are the, the brainwashed ones that will follow Cobra Commander uh, because, you know, they feel like he is the the righteous leader who should rule the world versus someone like firefly who gets paid yeah i, th- I in general well we'll 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 save our conversation yeah, for the future yeah. but i think that's a that's an excellent summary uh okay and that is christian did you you were tracking this as well does that wrap us up uh just uh joe and tell okay our cobra Joe so our Cobra themed Joe and tell, uh, I'm going to kick it off because today I went to, I believe it was called Charles collectibles show, which is a new thing in Atlanta. It's taken place on Memorial drive and it's a number of vendors. It's, it's almost like a flea market type of thing, except they have gaming, they have card games, uh, just all, it was very interesting. I went there thinking it was going to be, oh, well, this is where all the scalpers gather to sell their overpriced ill-gotten gains, but it really wasn't. There were some actual people with uh, distributors there. And I picked up that I, I was actively collecting during this time, but I never bought this guy because I was so cool back then. I looked at an action figure with a parachute and I said, that's a parachute. That's stupid. What am I? Six. (laughs) Which is, of course, a ridiculous thing to think. So I bought myself a Cobra Trooper from G.I. Joe Retaliation with a parachute really opens. And I'm going to open it right now. Uh, And while our next, who wants to go next while I'm figuring this thing out? Brian, you want to go? Have you got a Joe and Tell, a Cobra themed Joe and Tell? I would like to present you with this this Baroness that I got at five below. It was nice. $5. Oh, um, yes. It has a whole three points of articulation. <laughs> um, frankly, $5 is a little steep for it. It's a, This is probably like a, a 15 cents worth of plastic. Um, so, but uh, yes, th- this is my, um, uh, yes. That's it. There you go. (laughs) But as we say, we love that kind of stuff that's like outside of the main like collector toy lines. Like that stuff is fun to see. You got to hook them when they're young. This is on a shelf for kids to buy, which I think is good. That's good. 100%. Uh, All right. As I figure out my hat. My, uh, should I go or is Dave ready to present? No, go ahead, Noel. All right. So mine... This is a piece of artwork that I have had for a few years. Um, pull it up here. It is called The Commander, as you can see right here. Uh, this is an artist by the name of Andrew Heath. You can find his work. Uh, it's very like minimalist art stuff. You can find it on Etsy or on andrew-heath.com. Um, I've had this hanging up uh, for, for quite a while. To me, this looks like if Wes Anderson were interpreting G.I. Joe, it would look something like this. Ah, yes. So uh, I, I I just adore this picture. My friend my friend Brad gave this to me for uh, as a gift a few years ago. So uh, yeah, 
that's what I've been wanting to share for a while. That's really cool. I like that a lot. Now, how many, is there like a wide variety of G.I. Joe characters available from this artist? Honestly, uh, I think this is the only Joe painting he's done. He really? Anything pop culture you can think of, he's done something at some point in time. Uh, so if you you check out his Etsy shop, or I think he's got a, a complete list of all the stuff that he's ever offered on the on his website. Um, but I mean, it's everything from like Pokemon to aliens to um, I was just kind of was marveling as I was going through it the other night um, about all the different stuff he's got on there. Nice. We always like to see different kinds of art on the show. Uh, Christian. All oh, right. So I specifically uh hunted down the greatest cobra figure of all time and we will not be accepting questions about this <laughs> i believe uh, you so and i know dave loves him so much oh boy <laughs> the flack viper oh jeez <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he will be larping later this weekend <laughs> oh my gosh this okay i finally that boy that timing could not have been any better uh so at some point i'm going to end up with a flak viper like for sure there's no doubt in my mind uh all right are we ready for a little parachute test here he's gonna get hung up i've got like 20 <laughs> starships hanging above my head he's gonna get caught on one of those but let's give it a try in three two one Not not enough room here. I'll I'll do a uh, go to Audible Interlude podcast on Instagram and I'll throw him down the stairs later on. Uh, you guys, we had a fantastic <laughs> time tonight. I want to thank our special guest, Hooded Cobra Commander Seven Eighty Eight. Why don't you tell us uh, what else is going on with Cobra Convergence this month? Uh, yes, and and let me thank you guys. You guys uh, ha- are in it again, and I really appreciate it. Thank you for everything that you've done, uh, and it's a privilege for me to be here. I've really enjoyed it. So, so thank you first of all. Um, it, Cobra Convergence—you kind of described it before. It's it's a, a fan event. We all come together for the month of July. Uh, we all do something related to Cobra. Um, we have a calendar of presenters, and on each day, the, the presenter or presenters on that day, they'll produ- produce something new, something Cobra-related. There's a lot of uh, creative stuff that that you guys do, um, and it's really amazing. Uh, I'm really thrilled uh, to be a part of it. So uh, on my website, on hcc788.com, uh, right on the front page, there is a calendar of presenters uh, with links to, you know, wherever they are, their podcast or YouTube channel or whatever they do. Uh, so you can follow along and see, see who's doing Cobra stuff uh, on that day. Also, I will post, um, you know, whatever the latest uh, presenter has done, I'll post that up um, uh, on the top. Uh, so uh, please follow everyone, including Audible Interlude. Um, make sure you follow everyone. These are all fans. You know, these are all G.I. Joe fans who are uh, putting their time and effort into doing something, creating something special related to G.I. Joe. And that's really what this is about, is uh, about spotlighting all of them. There's also a way, if you would like to join Cobra Convergence and do your own thing, if you will have your own idea for some kind of Cobra 
uh, creation or content, there's also a link on the website that uh, will explain how you can get involved as well. Um, so with that, I'll again, I'll say thank you, guys. This has been really awesome, and I really appreciate your participation. Well, thank you so much. We're always happy to see you and talk to you, man. We appreciate it. Uh, Christian, where can we find that wonderful toy photography you do so well? You can find me on Instagram and Flickr.com under Legion Cub. Uh, our music is by Andy Sanford of electricminnowmusic.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast, on Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible. Uh, Noel, tell us about The Finest. The Finest, which was formerly known as Cobra's Finest, is an international G.I. Joe costuming club. Uh, if you ever thought about dressing up like your favorite Cobra character or a Joe or somebody else like that too uh we can uh, there's resources on our facebook page uh the facebook recruiting site or sorry the finest recruitment site on facebook uh you can also go to the finestcc.com uh, for more information and help us raise money for a great cause uh a charity called canines for warriors and i just want to let everybody know uh as soon as we get Streamyard, we'll have the chat right in front of my face instead of down on the phone here and we'll be able to interact a little better with you guys but we've got to get that gong first uh brian <laughs> noel christian thank you so much for sitting down and talking about something that we adore gi joe until next time cobra cobra la 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 <laughs> You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh.